Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another podcast episode. And yes, I'm kind of doing this in my car. Uh, I just kind of wanted to have the silence, the, the you know, space and everything like that. Just kind of record this podcast for you guys. So um, we got a couple of things to talk about, some really cool things going on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Apple and some more shadiness from Apple. But don't worry, guys, this ain't biased because I'm going to drop, you know, drop Samsung's name in there because they're just as guilty. We're going to be talking about Smash Bros. Ultimate. I just seen... I just seen um, the video on YouTube basically outlining the gameplay and everything, and I'm super excited for that. And we got some other things going on. We're going to be talking about the iPhone, um, well, iOS 12.1, the dual SIM, and AT&T not actually prepared for it yet. All this in the podcast today, so let's go ahead and kick it off with um, Apple doing some shady shit again, again. Again, Apple, why? Why? You guys are doing you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great right now. And I say this because there's been a lot of people that's that's discussed about um you know about well technically Android and all in all its situations with the Google Pixel 3 XL. Um, a lot of people very throwing, you know, just uh, people just very, very, very upset with Google and, and 9.0 and the problems going on with that right now. And so Apple had a very good point right now to basically capitalize on that. They, they, they could have capitalized on this. I mean, one of the things that people were pointing out that Apple could have capitalized on was the iPhone 10R. If they priced the 64 gigabyte model for $699 and then the 128 gigabyte model for $100. For, the 128 gigabyte model for $749, $50 difference. They could have made a very, very, very big impact with the iPhone 10R. But what Apple's in the news for right now, and this actually came from Front Page Tech, so I'm citing my source where I got this information from, was from a video from Front Page Tech. Um, they basically talked about that Apple is being accused for slowing down last year's iPhone. So the 10, the um, the 8 and the 8 plus now this time around apple really doesn't have an excuse in my opinion they can't come out with a press release and say they did it for consumers because of battery issues that would have happened with ios 12.0.1 or even 12.1 um that is not going to be an, an excuse now it, that that kind of worked when they first did this with the older iphones except for the fact that they still failed to communicate that with consumers that they were going to do that with the releases of the newer, uh, it was a, what was it? iOS 11.3, um, that they were going to do that. And so therefore they still ended up getting in trouble doing this battery replacement program, um, for those people with older iPhones. And, uh, it just didn't work well out for Apple and Samsung is just as shitty. Okay. So don't, don't think that I'm just crapping all over Apple for this. Samsung is just as shitty. They did the same thing with their Galaxy devices. Older Galaxy S6s were purposely slowed down. Um, obviously, this was to push people because think about it. With these two companies, Apple and Samsung, they are very they, they run very parallel to each other, even though uh, one is utilizing Android, the other one has its own software, iOS. Um, they make a lot of similar moves. They do share components with each other, so they will go into business with each other um, for components to build smartphones, even though they are very... Um, very neck and neck rivals. So uh, with that being said, um, Samsung has done the same thing. And uh, you know what, let's just call it as it is. The truth about all this is that they that they, they make pretty good devices. We, we can't deny them of that. Um, Apple makes gorgeous devices that people love, okay? 
um, their ecosystem people tend to get wrapped up in. Sure, they have their little trickeries and how they keep people to stay with them, like iMessage and FaceTime and other, you know, sorts of things that keeps them tied in because, you know, um, yeah. But anyways, we're not going to get into that. But um, at the end of the day, they both make pretty good devices. And so uh, their customers tend to hold on to those devices a lot longer than what they expect. So we know that OEMs kind of want, you know, they, they want people to upgrade um like annually now before it used to be like every two years they would really try to get you to upgrade but now they just want you to upgrade every year every year they drop a new device they want people to move up to it like what would make samsung and apple so happy is if people willingly and i mean willingly wholeheartedly were willing to just stand in line every year when 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 the new devices come out and hand in their old device and get it and pay for a new device that would make them so happy. But of course they can't because they build pretty good phones that some people will just look at the phones and be like, I could rock this for two or three years and not have a problem. There's not a lot of people who really care to have the latest version of the operating system. They really don't care about that. And so um, the only way that these companies can force people to buy their product that they just released would be to cause mass chaos with these devices. Make them slower. Make them sluggish. Make them run like crap that is noticeable. And then hit them with that. You wouldn't have that problem if you upgraded to our latest model. That has been the MO. And, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not just Samsung and, and Apple that does this. I know LG would probably do this too. Huawei would probably do this too. It, it really doesn't matter because these days, especially on the Android side, OEMs would prefer to you to upgrade to a new hardware than to keep the same hardware and just update the software, which is uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about later on. We're going to be talking about Project Treble and why I, and why I, this was the best idea ever. But um, continuing on, um, yeah, so they are purposely slowing down the iPhone 10. They are purposely slowing down the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, and that is a very sad thing because I know there's some people who still love Touch ID, and the iPhone 8 is the last of that kind actually since 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 the iphone first was conceived it is the last one to hold touch id the iphone 8 is a legacy device and all on its own for not 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 just for the design from the iphone 6 up to the iphone 8 um but just for touch id in general and so with that um when you kind of think about it some people are going to want to hold on to that iPhone 8, just like there's people that still have the original iPhone in its original packaging with the original silicone sealed around the box. Because everyone believes that these devices are collectibles. They're going to end up, you know, collecting them and using them. So, you know, it, 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 de it definitely looks that as if, you know, basically... Um, the iPhone 8 is a dying breed, so people are going to hold on to it, and they're not going to want to let go of it just yet. They're not going to, you know, instantly transfer over to um, to Face ID. Um, so for Apple doing this, this is a very shitty thing for Apple to do. I don't condone Apple's actions in this. I really do think that Apple just needs to stop. I mean, understand you guys build great phones. If you guys don't want people holding on to these phones, then the best option would be stop building such great phones. Make them with cheaper material, you know? Um, don't push for excellence, and then you can have an excuse to have these phones running crappy. 
But then again, that's also going to hurt, you know, your sales because if Apple goes any less than what it's already marketed itself to be, then yeah, they're going to have they're going to ha- they're going to have a very bleak future if they do that. So Apple kind of, you know, stuck themselves between a rock and a hard place. They kind of screwed themselves on that. So purposely slowing down devices is really only going to take the trust out of Apple and not have them actually um, be a trusted company anymore, which is going to be like ultimately super sad because there are people who, who are diehard Apple fans. They will go to the end of the earth to forcibly change other people's minds into making them believe that Apple is the best manufacturer. iOS is the best software that anyone can have on a smartphone. Um, so yeah, but when it comes down to that, I really think companies should just stop doing that. Okay. Um, stop, stop messing with people's phones because the, the smartphone is the extension of the human body. People take this stuff seriously. I mean, there's people who argue over Android versus iOS, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Next topic. Why do people have to feel the need to argue about Android and iOS? What is the point? Because I can, I can straight out tell anyone, if you look at an iPhone side by side with a vanilla stock Android device, they are almost similar in every aspect. And I really don't care who took what from what, okay? There's people who will go on a whole rant about iOS stole this from Android, they stole that from Android, and vice versa. They'll be like, Android stole this from iOS, they stole that from iOS. Nobody really cares. The average consumer does not care who did what first, really. They really don't care. It's not something that they're going to like pay attention to and be like, oh my gosh, you know, Android did the quick settings things first before, um, before iOS implemented it in their way, but similar. So I'm going to go with Android. It don't work that way. People have ecosystems, okay? The, the word ecosystem is tossed around a lot, and, and it's the way to describe how people, you know, use smart technology in their day-to-day life. And there's people who prefer Google products like Google Home, Google Home Hub, um, Google TV, Android. And then there's people that prefer um, Apple, which is, you know, iPhones, iOS, Apple TV, Apple HomePod, um, you know, and, and, and on and on, right? You know, MacBooks and then Chromebooks for Android um, or for Google, actually. Um, so what's the bickering about? Like, I honestly think when I hear people go back and forth about it, like sometimes I think into my head, like, can you guys just please shut up? Can you guys literally shut up because you guys sound like a bunch of three-year-olds that's just bickering on back and forth about whether Frosted Flakes is good or Lucky Charms is good? Nobody cares. The average consumer doesn't care. When an average consumer goes into a store, they want to buy a phone. When they buy a phone, they want a phone that works. They want a phone that they can take out the box, turn it the hell on, and it works. Nothing else needed. No special training required. None of that stuff. They just want it to work. Now, but of course, um, Apple has always said it just works. Simplicity. And yes, iOS is very simple, but it still has its quirks. It still has its things. Trust me, I know. I know this because I work for pro tech support. I basically get hundreds of calls, you know, basically on how do I do this on my iPhone, how to do that on my iPhone. So yes, while iOS is claimed to be simple, it just works. It's not really that simple. Uh, and the same is for Android. Android ain't that simple either. As a matter of fact, Android has more customization, which throws people off because people don't know what a, what a launcher is. They don't know, you know, <laughs> what Nova launcher is or what this launcher is and what it does. They don't know none of that stuff. They just 
They just know that it's a phone. It's supposed to make phone calls. It's supposed to do text messaging. It's supposed to surf the internet. And YouTube. The infamous YouTube. So, yeah. Um, can we kind of get over that whole Android versus iOS thing? Uh, it's, one, it's, it's, it's over and done with, right? iOS and Android are very similar in every way as far as functionality, look, and feel. I mean, these days, if someone was to transfer... Either way, Android to iOS or iOS to Android, there's not really much of a learning curve that they have or that they have to do because a lot of things is already there for them um, as far as the experience-wise. And so for that very reason, you know, I just say these days it's pointless to argue. People, sh- people like what they like, and they should have, you know, that ability to like a particular product without having to feel like if they openly express it, they're going to be ridiculed. Like me, I don't use Apple products. I refuse to buy anything Apple. I will not buy an iPhone. I will not buy a MacBook. I will not buy, you know, a Mac computer. I will not buy an iPad. None of that stuff. But I have my reasons why. But if someone was to say, like, like for instance, uh, a good friend of mine on, on Google+, Plus. Um, Ron Barry, you know, he's bought iPhones and when he when he talks about his iPhone on Google Plus I don't go and shit on his post just because he talks about an iPhone I, I like to hear what, what his thoughts are about the iPhone and he gets a plus from me on there um, Sometimes I will comment and ask him questions about his experience And the reason why is because people can like what the hell they want to like They should not feel ridiculed or they should not feel forced that they just that that they have to either be a secret liker of that product or just hide it altogether um and so let's talk about super smash bros ultimate a couple of things that i seen in the trailer for it that i thought was absolutely crazy um one is that we have um incineroar and ken masters from street fighter now in super smash bros so they didn't swap out, you know, Ryu for Ken. They have both characters in it now. So um, both longtime buddies who trained together um, since since childhood are in Smash Bros and ready to get their melee on. And, you know, it, it Smash Bros has evolved from what it used to be. Because I don't know if you guys remember the very first Super Smash Bros. Um, but basically it was just a combat um game and like i always thought it was fun to play because if you know if you put enough damage on your opponent when you finally hit them with that that awesome attack they would go flying out of the air like they like you hit a home run and boom they would just like pop into a bunch of stars and disappear um but smash bros has evolved from that it's evolved and it's it's giving you a lot of different gameplay and one of my favorite parts of the trailer that it showed me was the adventure mode or the story mode where um you've seen everybody get their get their souls taken out of their bodies their souls got collected um their bodies got collected and the only one that escaped that opening attack scene was kirby kirby was fast enough to basically dodge all those rays of light which sapped their souls and bodies and so it almost makes it feel like that you start off as Kirby and Kirby's quest is to free his friends, um, you know, from from their, you know, from their captive. And I thought it was pretty cool because Kirby, you know, is one of my favorite games in Nintendo. Um, I grew up playing retro Nintendo games. OK, so a lot of these characters in Super Smash Bros. I know who they are. Kid Icarus and all them. Um, Mario Brothers and, and even Sonic, you know, is in there. So, you know, Sega Classics are in there. Um and so it's really cool to see just how far they're going with this. Mega Man, 
And, you know, a lot, I remember a lot of people were pissed off about Mega Man because he was in Marvel vs. Capcom, but he didn't make it to Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because he ended up going to Super Smash Bros. So Mega Man being on there, just all, you know, just a lot of things that was brought in. I thought it was like absolutely cool. Um, I was really, really, really impressed with the graphics, the game graphics. Um, just everything about it was just like, wow, you know, it is, and the title itself, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you know, that's a real fitting name for a game that, you know, also stated that there would be DLCs, so there would be, um, purchasable, downloadable content, and so new characters were coming with new stages, and it's just, wow, I was just blown away by it, so, um, uh, pretty interested in knowing what you guys think about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. You know, I was thoroughly impressed with the trailer, and I am definitely going to get that uh, once once that game drops. So, um, interesting enough as it is, um, yeah, I just can't I can't wait. You know, this is going to be awesome. Um, so, beyond that, the iPhone XS. The iPhone XR, the iPhone XS Max. Uh, one of the things that came with this device that they showcased when they were um, released was that they would be dual SIM support. So these devices have a eSIM or electronic SIM, and then they have a SIM port. Now, that's what makes it dual SIM. So for one of the things that I know, because I recently dealt with this problem recently, um, is that people wanted to already set up dual lines because the way on AT&T that this is going to work out is that you can have two lines connected to one iPhone. You can have two different data service plans connected to one iPhone. And a good buddy of mine that works with me, his name is Justin, actually um, tried to help a customer set that up. Um, so he was going through the processing steps of trying to set up a second line on, an, I believe it was an iPhone XR. Um, and it came to the point where he was notified that... Oh. Um... Yeah, notifications. But anyhow, um, so they, um, yeah, they, he wasn't able to get it set up. And um, when he did that, um, he had to inform the customer that, hey, you know, this is not something you're going to be able to do. Now, the reason why is that AT&T is not absolutely prepared for this because people got to remember a couple of things. I know today consumers, they want everything done like with a snap of a finger. Like it has to be done now, 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 now. And uh, sometimes people are just not that patient, but to kind of just let everybody know, um, yes, we knew the iPhone 10, uh, well, the, the iPhone 10s, the 10s Max, and the 10R were going to be dual SIM support. Um, but one thing that AT&T didn't know exactly was when um, Apple was going to do this. Like, yes, Apple does share information to the carriers, so that way they they kind of have an idea. But no one really knew, like for sure, for sure, iOS 12.1 was going to be the update that would. Um, allow this feature to be used and so AT&T is almost done basically getting their network and their systems geared up to support this feature uh, from what I know from AT&T that has trickled down to us is that it's going to be by the end of this year so maybe at the end of this month maybe sometime in December um, or maybe next week but for right now, the dual SIM is not supported on AT&T. Now, um, I did mention in my quick vlog on YouTube that um, there would be two IMEIs, and people were just confused about that. They'd be like, why would there be two IMEIs? You know, it's one single device. And yes, it's one single device. However, what I believe that is going on is that the eSIM in the iPhones um, actually has its own uh, IMEI, so that way it has 
the ability to have two lines, two data services, two different plans. Um, so we're already, you know, getting trained on that uh, in, in our, for what I do as my day-to-day -day living. Um, we're already getting trained in that into understanding how this, this technology works. So then that way we'd be able to troubleshoot when customers have issues with, say, one of their lines. Because one of the things you will be able to do on AT&T is, like I said, you'll be able to have dual plans. So you'll be able to have one plan on your primary, um, well, not your primary, but you can have one line as your home, you know, your leisure phone, like your personal uh, line your friends and family can text you and call you on and you can have a secondary line for your business for your job so that you know you'll know which is which because it will tell you which call um, that this this call is coming from like which line this call is coming to so you'll know if it's your business line or if it is your personal line and you can choose which one is which and you can mix and match so you can have your personal line and text messages set up to come to your device but data being pulled from your second sim card or your second line you can actually mix and match it like that but the one thing you cannot do is you cannot be on a phone call say with your 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 primary line your home line or not home line but your personal line you can't be on your per, on your personal line with a phone call and then say okay you know what um, I'm gonna put you on hold and call somebody and you put you put that person on hold you can't go and make and dial out a call using your secondary line it won't work that way okay um, when you're on a call it is strictly to that line so um, yeah no calling somebody else and using a different number but um, yeah that's gonna be interesting enough when that that feature rolls around and I know a lot of people are very interested in that because we're already getting a, a ton of calls um, AT&T is like I don't know I guess they don't know what to do um, people are calling in customer care they're wanting to set up dual lines customer care maybe they just can't tell the customer like we don't have that feature exactly ready for your phone yet so they transfer them over to my department and then we have to break the news to the customer which obviously pisses them off but you know what? i'm used to it already because i work sprint retention i've been called every name in a book so anyone can yell at me on the phone it does not bother me at all but um anyhow yeah so dual sim support not ready and available on at&t just yet even though ios 12.1 did come out and then the last part and wow this episode is really about um iPhones. I didn't even realize that. And it has to do with iOS 12.1 and the fact that people have actually found a flaw in security. So apparently um, using and um, I don't remember exactly how this goes, but I believe it's uh, with an with an iPhone um, uh, on 12.1. On if you engage to try to do a FaceTime call and I think it's like if you hang up, if you hang up the, the FaceTime call or something like that or whatever you hit and you 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 um, try to go back to the home to the home screen it actually bypasses the lock um, I'll, you know what I'm not even gonna dive deep into this because I don't have enough facts on it I'm gonna have to do some more research on it but yes um, if you guys saw that there is a flaw in iOS 12.1 when it has to do with security um, that is true someone has actually um, tried and done that and um, yeah you can actually Google if you guys want to you guys don't even have to wait for me to actually talk about this in the next podcast you guys can just go and Google it and find out for yourselves um, uh, let's see. Right now, I know a lot of people are looking into Black Friday deals. There's been a couple of things here and there talked about, but nothing really to go bananas over. Um, I think I'll save that for the next podcast to find out what kind of Black Friday deals we're going to be having and what kind of holiday deals we're going to be having. Uh, I do know for Boost Mobile, a really good deal they're having right now is that you can get four lines for 100 bucks if you switch over to Boost Mobile. That's 25 per line. The only thing that, that is kind of down about this deal is that you don't get Mobile Hotspot. 
But if you're a consumer who does not use Hotspot at all, this shouldn't phase you at all, as you'll be getting four lines, unlimited talk, text, and data. $25 each line, that's 100 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Um, and I believe, you, you know, if you do switch over, you can get the LG Stylo 4 for free. So that's $199 savings on the LG Stylo 4. And I'm not sure if they already killed off the LG G6 deal, where if you poured it in, you would get the LG G6 for 50 bucks, which is a hell of a deal right there. Um, basically knocking off a lot because I mean it was going for like $269 and that was already with like a $300 discount because originally on Boost Mobile the pricing for the G6 is like $599 so um, you know that's, that's that's pretty crazy but anyhow um, let's see what else is there oh yes the uh, ZTE Blade Max 2 or or whatever it's being called is actually available it's actually available on prepaid carriers um it's an it's an unlocked model so it is compatible with boost mobile it is compatible with uh, metro by t-mobile and cricket um so if you're actually a fan of zte and you're looking at this device yes it is compatible for gsm prepaids but the best part is also is that it's compatible with cdma because you can put it on boost mobile boost mobile does accept it as one of its bring your own devices and if you go to boost mobile and you bring your own device you can get one month free service uh just by bringing your own device so anyways guys that's pretty much it for tonight's podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode it's a lot longer than what i usually do but i'm gonna try this format and hopefully just being in my car kind of gave that silence you know so you're not hearing a lot of background noise because that was a lot of my concerns previous episodes but anyway anyways guys um yeah i'm gonna enjoy the rest of my friday you guys should too definitely and as always um yeah just stay blessed if you guys want to check out my youtube channel definitely go for it you guys can search me up by name or just look for Oloha android and you guys will find my youtube channel if you guys want to watch those videos but if you guys enjoy these podcasts definitely let me know um here on soundcloud leave me a comment let me know what you guys think of the show if you guys are catching this on Google Podcasts, thank you so much for finding me on Google Podcasts. That my podcasts are being uh, displayed on there too. So I'm super excited for that. And okay, I'm rambling on right now, so I'm going to go. And you guys should go too. All right? Have a good night. Aloha.